Hello, hello, and welcome to Brand New Me with Shate. I am your host, Shate Thompson, and I have my business bestie here with me, Miss Chastity Chandler. Welcome, Chas. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We are here for our girl talk. And for our girl chat today, we are going to talk about becoming self-employed, what that journey was like, you know, like I remember, you know, we read so many books about um, taking the risk and doing that whole jump and doing it scared and all of these different things. And, you know, for myself, I mapped out my my plans in 10th grade, right? Like I knew since 10th grade that I was going to own my own business, work for myself, do my own thing. Like I mapped it all out. I was supposed to go for my PhD. It didn't happen. It's probably not right now because I'm able to do what I want to do <laughs> with my master's, but yes. we'll see what God has in store. Right. Yes. But I know that I wanted to work for myself, you know? So yeah. um, it, it has been a, I'm going to say a beautiful journey a learning, a many, many, many learning curves, you know, <laughs> it's that for the faint of heart. <laughs> That's for sure. Listen, <laughs> listen, everybody painted as such a beautiful picture and like, it's just all rainbows and butterflies. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of times people don't talk about the actual struggles, the real ups and downs that can come along with it. Uh, trust me. And I, I'm sure we'll jump in, but I love working for myself. I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I always say uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go swing on somebody's pole before I go clock into somebody's uh, <laughs> clock, clock on somebody's clock. Like it's not going to happen for me because mm-hmm. uh, I know I believe in me, and I'm always going to find a way. And 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 God, the universe, whomever you believe in, will also <laughs> also provide. <laughs> so I am not going back to work on nobody's job for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. What I will say is my journey has been interesting. And I wrote about this in the last book that we both were in, actually. um, And She's Dope, uh, Mm -hmm. From Single Mom to CEO. Uh, Shameless plug, holler at us if you need a book. Uh, But my my entrepreneurial spirit, when I really think about it and go back, started in Girl Scouts. like Because that's like one of the things that Girl Scouts actually stands on nowadays mm-hmm. is entrepreneurship. Yeah. And when you really think about it, what they're teaching them with the cookies and all of the things is entrepreneurship. Okay. Listen. So I think it, I think it, I think that started me. I was in Girl Scouts for a while, um, a long time. And I loved Girl Scouts. And then from Girl Scouts on, I mean, I was working two jobs in high school. I kind of knew that working for people just, I, I really wasn't going to work for me. Once mm-hmm. I turned 18, I mean, I immediately started into mm-hmm. self-employment by way of the, the infamous MLMs, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Multi-level marketing businesses, right? I've done almost all of them, I, I yes. bet. But I jumped right into like uh, I was a mortgage broker mm-hmm. and a life insurance agent at 18. Mm-hmm. Like I started right away mm-hmm. uh, still helping people, but mm-hmm. helping people in different ways. And that went well for a while until you realize people don't want to talk to an 18 year old about life insurance because mm-hmm. they really don't feel like you <laughs> know anything about you life. You haven't lived life enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, my entrepreneurial spirit started there and it just kind of went from there. You know, I wasn't, I was a little bit, you know, much, a a little much older by the time I started any businesses that weren't MLMs, but Mm -hmm. I've done the, the Mary Kay, the herbal life, it works like you name it. I pretty much have done it. Right. Um, I tend to stay away from MLMs today. Uh, the only MLM that I'm in right now is, uh, travel agent and that's mm-hmm. that hits different uh you know to me mm-hmm. but majority of everything that I have now is an LLC or a DBA or a joint yeah. venture agreement or partnership we don't got time to break down all those but yes, yes. you know it's all like legitimately legalized in my name if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. yeah yeah okay for myself what I love about working for myself you know um it's the freedom I love being able, like, I love that I'm able to move my schedule around if I have to, so I can go to my daughter's track meet or so Mm -hmm. I can go to my child's dance at school or make sure that I'm in a meeting for my child or, 
if I want to travel, like I'm doing a lot of things virtually now. So if I want to travel, I can travel and then continue working. Like these things, I love the freedom that oh, yeah. with working for myself. Yeah. So that, that's something I truly do love about that. Yeah. Like I mentioned in one of your last episodes I was on, you know, my kids have always been really good with grades and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I got tired of like having to miss uh, award ceremonies mm-hmm. or having to say, I can't take off to get there for the field trip or whatever. And what I can say since I entered into a full-time, even part-time, um, entrepreneurship I haven't missed any award ceremonies I don't miss field trips I actually chaperone I Mm -hmm. make sure I make myself available absolutely the flexibility of saying I don't have to ask for nobody to give me permission to take off and I ain't got to worry about how much PTO I got Mm -hmm. if I want to take a week off in a month or two weeks off in a month I just take the time off I literally just block it out Mm -hmm. I don't owe anybody any explanations because you know what my boss is dope (laughs) <laughs> she's cool as hell and she's gonna give it off to me so that's just how I feel about it you absolutely right the freedom is invaluable mm-hmm. and I think that that's the part that people don't get but also understanding that there truly is no job security in employment it mm-hmm. really isn't and mm-hmm. I think we had two things we had two things to show us that mm-hmm. in the last few years okay right um most of it coming from the pandemic. Remember when the government shut down mm-hmm. and like the people in the airports weren't getting paid and they yeah. were stopping coming to work and flights was being delayed left and right mm-hmm. or government jobs or government employees weren't getting paid. Yeah. Like if the government ain't paying, like what make you think Sally Sudum company is going, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. government prints the money. What are we talking about? Like, they, they, mm-hmm. you know, that. And then the pandemic, the pandemic was a really big tale of understanding that there is no job security as well mm-hmm. because if they got to think about between them being able to feed their family and you being able to feed yours you best believe the decision is going to be about them feeding their family yeah and so yes 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 for sure the the flexibility the freedom uh, but also understanding that I know I'm going to be able to run my business I know I'm going to be able to sustain stuff here I know um you know, you may not always know when the money coming in, how the money coming in and different things like that, but you know, it's coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm definitely not going to downplay the amount of work, the amount of time, <laughs> the amount of behind the scenes, the amount of drive, the, the, the amount that we, you, you have to want it bad enough, right? Like as Eric Thomas says, you have to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, right? Like you got to really put in that, that work, do your research, do the legwork, connect, network. Listen, like There's a lot of behind the scenes work that must continue I, to be done. And I think that that's the piece that's missing in today's entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Today's entrepreneur wants everything for free today's Mm -hmm. entrepreneur wants everything given to them they don't want to google they don't want to read a book they don't want to go to a workshop they want those who had to literally get it out the mud literally had to grind literally had to hustle to be able to get to where they got today and still paying Mm -hmm. grow and scale their businesses to just give them everything and so I'm all about giving back I love to mentor folks as well, but I'm also like the amount of privilege that I see in the spaces mm-hmm. that I'm in when it mm-hmm. comes to, and you know, people wanting to get into entrepreneurship, it's kind of sad mm-hmm. because there's like, there's like a lack of, almost like a lack of respect mm-hmm. for the work that has to go into okay. building a successful business and brand. Like you can't go to the Stedmans of the world, the Oprahs of the world, the, uh, you know, whoever else you want to throw out there of the world and say, hey, I admire you. You've done a good job in your business. So tell me everything that you know. <laughs> I'll wait right here. Like, that's not how it works. First okay. of all, you're not going to even catch their attention if you're not out here doing a damn thing. Right. right? First of all. Second of all, they, you're not going to have access to them in that way. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started. And I don't know who all your consumer, you know, who who your audience is, but I'm predominantly in the spaces of, uh, you know, BIPOC, uh, you know, black and brown folks. And so mm-hmm. 
the misconception and, and maybe I got this way or I learned these things from rubbing elbows with business people who are outside of my field, like actual right. business folk, not just counselors. Mm-hmm. And so you, that's a different mindset there, first of all. Second of all, things hit different when you're in the penthouse suite in the in, in Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, sitting with two, three millionaires, just eating yeah. lunch like it ain't mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, the the atmosphere, the energy, even the even even almost the air that you breathe in that space mm-hmm. just seems so different. Mm-hmm. The conversations you have with people that ain't out here doing the damn thing compared mm-hmm. to the people that are, just the conversations are different when you're sitting with people who are actually action takers and doers than those who are just sitting and holding on to a dream that they're not doing any work to fulfill. Mm-hmm. It just hits different. But that brings me to one of the points that I love to make. And my business coach is the one who got me to understand, Chastity, you trying to preach, reach, and teach the people that's not ready. Mm. She ain't put it in that way, but I'm going to put it in that way. Reach, teach, and preach to the people that's not ready. Yeah. There is a difference between business ownership Mm -hmm. and being an entrepreneur or someone who is self-employed. Right. Right. We own the business. Yes. So, yes, we're business owners technically. But when you really think about it, I always use this analogy. When you go to McDonald's, you never see the person that owns the McDonald's cooking the fries and flipping the burgers. Right. Right. Because they out too busy buying more McDonald's. (laughs) They paying other people to run their business. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people business to be a business owner means that you are actually making money and you don't actually have to be present to do anything physically in order to get the money. That's a business owner. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you just traded in your nine to five to work for yourself from nine to 10. (laughs) Did you catch that? Mm Mm-hmm. So ain't nothing wrong with it. I got multiple businesses. I'm only self, I I am only a business owner in one of them. It's only one of my businesses that I don't have to do anything but cut the check or put fires out. Mm -hmm. It's only one. Mm -hmm. The day-to-day operation of that business, I pay somebody else to handle. For once, I have created a system that works for me and I don't have to do anything to get the money. Right. Other than pay the bills like I'm supposed to Mm -hmm. and, 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 and have this person run it. All the other ones in my businesses, if I don't show up, I'm not contributing. I don't get paid. The goal, though, Mm -hmm. the goal is to be a business owner in all of them. The goal is for them all to run. Definitely. Be able to sustain and thrive Mm -hmm. without me being there to do the work. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that. And like you said, it's not downplaying either one of them, but it's just about the information of it, that that we know the, the difference. Um, yeah. I think it's important for us to follow our, our dreams, but put action, execution behind them. Yeah. A goal. What did I say? A dream without action or something like that. What is it? A goal without a plan is just a wish. I think that's okay. it. A goal without a plan is just a wish. Mm-hmm. We all got dreams. Mm-hmm. Some of us are actually out here making the moves, putting the action steps in place to live out those dreams. Right. Other of us, others of us is not. And I get that. We mm-hmm. all, in most instances, have the same opportunities. Yeah. It's how we plug in and, and, and deal with things. One of the other things I wanted to make sure that I say which I've lost and hopefully it'll come back to me Yeah. Uh, around um, business ownership. Yeah. I went blank. It'll come back to me, but yeah. So we, we have to, we have to plan mm-hmm. in order to build and grow. You have to actually, it takes money to make money. We have, to yes, you're going to get stuff for free. Mm-hmm. Going to get stuff for free. Take that free stuff to make money so that you can actually put the money into other places, uh, opportunities and things that's going to help you to grow and scale your business. Yeah. The people that are rich didn't get rich by listening to all. First of all, we get the free stuff and we don't do, I don't even know if I can cuss on your show. So no. I'm going to try not to cuss <laughs> on your show because it was coming. It was, I had to catch myself. We get the free stuff and then we don't do nothing with it. Yes. We get the free stuff. We don't do nothing with it. And then we continue to ask for the stuff that shouldn't be free. 
Like mm-hmm. I never, I never quite understood that. At the end of the day, though, I love to see me some folks out here doing the dang on thing and making it happen. If yeah. I see you working and I see you trying, I will help you. Mm-hmm. I may not know all the things, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of things. And if I don't know the things, I know a lot of people that know the things I don't know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. I enjoyed our chat, Miss Miss Chastity. It was really nice having you you here. And I really think this is really important conversation. And as girlfriends, this is stuff that we we talk about on a regular basis. (laughs) So it's good that we're able to share it with others. So until next time, ma'am, I I would love to have you again. Sure, sure. Whatever topics you you decide I am a good fit for. (laughs) Well, definitely. Let's let's chat again soon. All right. Bye-bye. I have a special guest here with us today. Welcome, Danny. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for saying yes. I'm excited about the talk that we're going to have today about our journey of rebuilding our relationship with body and food. So, a little bit about Danny Taylor. She is a nutritionist, a health coach, and a speaker. After over 10 years of struggling in diet cycles and feeling terrible in her body, she finally transformed her health, going from eating disorders to food freedom. She realized that having a diet mindset was the obstacle keeping her from so and so many others from true balanced eating and sustainable weight loss. After successfully shifting her mindset to create consistently healthier habits with ease, she became empowered to help women stretch, test their limits, and expose their doubts so that they can eliminate overeating, feel good in their body, and consistently eat healthier without sacrificing their happiness or good food. Hello, 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 Danny. Yes, hello. That was so good. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I've been looking forward to this chat for so many reasons. So I, I know that the listeners are going to enjoy this chat definitely as well. Yes, I so hope I can provide some value. (laughs) So let's just dive right in, right? What inspired you to become a nutritionist? Yes. So what inspired me, just if we're going to go straight to the point of it, it's the women who struggled in those same diet cycles that you just mentioned that I struggled in. So the Mm -hmm. women who struggle decade after decade, doing diet after diet, trying to get healthier, trying to create that weight loss, that sustainability that they really want to have, and just constantly bumping into a wall of never having it and being in that 95 plus percent of people who've tried diets and continue to fail. So I was inspired to become a nutritionist because of those women, because I, after going through the process, realized that they have no clue what the real issue is. Mm -hmm. And they're fighting against something and they don't even know what they're fighting. So they're not even going in with the right armor, the right tools. So I decided to become a nutritionist so that I could help them provide them with those tools and be that guidance in that space where they don't know what they're doing so that they can finally get to that space, like you mentioned, of being consistently healthier without sacrificing their happiness or good food. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's break it down a tiny bit then, right? Because who can actually benefit from a nutritionist? What does a nutritionist do? I know that I've spoken with girlfriends and sometimes we we talk and say, you know what, I think I need a nutritionist just to give me some guidance with what to eat or what might be well. But I mean, I've never had a nutritionist. So am I even having the right idea of what a nutritionist does? Yes. Yes. That is the right idea of what a nutritionist does. So what, what I do as a nutritionist, 
I look at your way of eating. I look at your overall lifestyle and I help you based on your specific goals to create a customized plan, a way of eating that is healthier for you, that feels good for you, that supports the lifestyle that you want to have. That's how I operate as a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. And who can benefit from a nutritionist? Anyone who is looking to transform their physical health in any way. Now, Mm -hmm. here is here's something that I see a lot of people do when they decide they want to lose weight. They go to the gym. That is not (laughs) the first place to go. (laughs) My coach says that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) The first place you want to go is either to a nutritionist or honestly a therapist because Mm -hmm. the the personal trainer is not going to help you unless you get your mindset, your mental and emotional health in order, and then also get what you're eating in order. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yes, it doesn't start in the the gym. It starts with mindset. It starts with what we're eating and how we're feeling emotionally. Great point. Thank you. Okay. So by looking over your website, which is gorgeous, it has great content in it. I fell in love with it (laughs) when I looked through your website, but I see that you are an advocate of being balanced emotionally and physically. So tell me, why are both of these equally important? Yes, thank you for asking that, because this is something that I think a lot of people miss when it comes down to healthier living in general. Mm -hmm. They try to uh, compartmentalize, so to speak, Mm -hmm. their different areas of health. So it's like, oh, I'm going to focus on my physical health. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to focus on my emotional health. So I'm going to maybe journal, see a therapist, or I'm going to focus on my spiritual health. I'm going to go to church. They never tend to tie all of those aspects together, Mm -hmm. which I feel like the balance of all of those is really important because if one area is unbalanced, the other areas are unbalanced in one way, shape or form. <laughs> tips in some way, definitely. Yes, absolutely. So in some way it's imbalanced. And I believe that especially, especially for the women that I work with, who are women who have come from diet cycles, who are women who are recovering emotional eaters and emotional st- well, stress eaters, they're recovering from that as well. So um, for those particular groups of people, it's extremely important because if you can't manage your stress well, you're not going to be able to manage those physical aspects Mm -hmm. well. So it's extremely important. And then also the flip side, if you're feeding your body a bunch of junk, a bunch of trash, that stuff affects how you move uh, through your your mental and emotional well-being. So you really want to be mindful of all of those aspects in conjunction with each other, which is one of the reasons why I'm always talking about pay attention to your overall well-being and not Mm -hmm. just one particular area. Great point. Okay, nice. So, okay, so we're definitely constantly talking where we're saying dieting. It's not Mm -hmm. like there's just been a cycle with starting, starting, starting over a new one, finding another one. Oh, I'm going to try this one. So what are some of the misconceptions about dieting? The biggest misconception is that dieting works. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest misconception. Because like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, over 95% of people who start a diet, they fail the diet. Wow. And, And I like to kind of reframe that a bit and and say that the diet fails them because Mm. if if, if it were something that were created for them specifically, it would work. And the biggest misconception is that there is a diet somewhere out there and I just have to go find the right one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what we all do. We're like, okay, paleo didn't work. Let's go try keto. Okay. Keto didn't work. Let's go vegan. And it's like, uh, if you just take a step back, And look at what's going on here. What you're doing is you're taking external information and trying to force your lifestyle to fit that information. You're completely Mm -hmm. disregarding all of your inner knowledge, which you were born with. You were Mm -hmm. born knowing how to eat and how to Mm -hmm. regulate your body and things like that. You were born with that knowledge. And over time, we've been deconditioned away from those things. Our parents tell us you got to sit there. You got to clean your plate. So and then and then you go off to school and your teachers are like, you have to have lunch during this specific time. It doesn't matter whether you're hungry or not. (laughs) You have to sit down and have lunch and then go back to class and then you get to work and your boss is like, this is the time you'll take lunch. So it's it's a lot of deconditioning 
away from what your natural cues are, right? I got a little bit away from the question, no, but, but um, it, there's a lot of deconditioning there. So what is important is that you get to a space where you're able to trust your inner knowledge mm-hmm. and you're able to move from that. And that's one of the reasons why I always recommend customizing, customize your process. And you can't do that with a diet. So the biggest misconception that diets work, but they absolutely don't because they're not customized <laughs> to you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. All right. So y'all heard it first now. 95% is not that you're failing. It's that this diet is failing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All righty. So then, so if 95% of basically these diets are not working for us, it's failing us, then what are the steps to divorcing, you know, because all of these, most of my listeners are divorcees, right? So how can we now divorce diets? So the first thing that I would say is to release dieting. So, and that sounds crazy, right? I'm telling you divorce diet, release it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Go one step further than that. And I want to say release the belief that you need a diet or you Mm -hmm. need something outside of yourself to regulate your way of eating. Okay. One of the things that happens for us who have gone through diet cycles a lot, and we've Mm -hmm. gone through different things, especially things that have been contradictory for those of you who've done keto and vegan. (laughs) So when when you go through those different things, you start to pick up these beliefs that maybe you can't do it. Maybe I don't know how to regulate this myself. So I want you to release that belief. Just release it. You don't necessarily need to have the proof now that you know how to do it. Just release that belief and let's start looking for some proof. Okay. Let's start looking for the proof that you are capable of doing this because you absolutely are. Right. So that's one is release the belief that you need something outside of you to tell you how you need to eat. Because I promise you know, I I promise you know, you know that when you had that last piece of fried chicken, like whatever that thing was, you know how it felt in your body. You Mm -hmm. knew it wasn't right, but you keep bypassing that because again, we've been deconditioned away Mm -hmm. from paying attention to our bodies, which I'm going to talk about here in a second too. Yes, yes. Um, But uh, we definitely want to release the belief that we can't, that's one. Number two is release food morals. Food is not inherently good or bad. We have this thing where it's like, I can't have carbs. Carbs are terrible. Mm-hmm. And then and we throw all carbs in the same bucket. And, and people don't even realize that complex carbs, which are things like our sweet potatoes and things That's like that, they're actually, right. They're, <laughs> they're nutrient dense and good for us. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you want to really be serious about putting your health first and making you a priority, I know it's going to take some steps, mm-hmm. but first release food morals. Food is not inherently good or bad. It doesn't have any moral code. Okay. Right. It's up to you what feels good for you in your body and also what you have access to. Right. Okay. So I say this a lot, but there's no such thing as healthy and unhealthy food. There is a such thing as foods that are healthier than okay. other options. Okay. So if, for instance, if I'm in a, in a space, that's basically a food desert, so to speak, I don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, but does that mean I can't, I can't be a healthy person because I don't have access to those, to those things? No, I can choose from what I do have access to the healthiest options that are there for me. And the healthy options that are available to those people may not be the same that are available to me because I live up the street from a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's really about what you have access to, what is best for your body, what feels good for you. And that's how you decide how to move forward. For me in particular, I don't eat meat. It's not that meat is inherently bad for anybody else. My daughter enjoys it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't eat meat because it doesn't feel good in my body. And mm-hmm. I don't need somebody outside of me telling me, oh, meat is healthy. You can eat, but it doesn't feel good for me. So I'm right. just not going to have it. Okay. So that's number two, release food morals for yourself. You decide what is good for you and what is not good for you. There's no such thing as foods that are off limits. There are no restrictions. None of those things. We decide and we we decide these things based on our overall health. So 
I say you can have anything within reason, okay? Anything within reason. So I, I still eat my Oreo cookies every yes, yes. now and then. Yes, <laughs> every yes. now and then. But I do that in a way that doesn't sabotage my goals because I give myself permission to have that cookie knowing that it's not bad. This, mm. this cookie is, is not a bad cookie. It's a cookie, mm-hmm. right? This cookie didn't, didn't kill anybody. Like, mm. this is a cookie. <laughs> so I can enjoy this one cookie. I can give myself permission to have it. And then I can hop right back into what I know to be true for me. And that's providing my body with nutrient-dense foods is what feels best for me. So that's two. And then three is rebuild that relationship with food in your body you know, release those food morals and start to look at foods differently. Okay. I'm not going to have this food because I don't like the taste and texture, not because it's bad. I'm going to have this food because it's nutrient dense and I I like it. The flavor Mm -hmm. is good. All kinds of things like that. So you start to make decisions that make sense. And it's not just, I'm not going to have this piece of cake because I want to make my body look a certain way. It's I'm not going to have this piece of cake because my body is not going to feel good having that piece of cake. Mm-hmm. And we, and we just leave it there. And one of the things that I mentioned um, earlier is that we've been deconditioned away from our natural cues. When you were a baby, when you were born, you knew how to cry and get somebody's attention to get you some food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, and you knew how to stop drinking your milk when it was time. You didn't right. need an adult to say, all right, you're only four ounces. You did that within your body. And over the years, our deconditioning got us away from that. So what do we do to put us back in the space that gives us power and confidence? We rebuild that relationship. So we start to listen when our body tells us that we're hungry. We feed ourselves. When our body says that we're satiated, we stop eating. When our body says, okay, you know, I'm over here stressing. We pay attention to that as well. And we honor that not with food. (laughs) We don't honor that with food because food is never the answer when it's stressed. But we we do something that honors just what our body is communicating with us. us. And then once your body sees, okay, she's going to listen. She's paying attention. Okay. I said, I'm hungry. She fed us. She gave us some nutrient dense foods. Mm -hmm. Then your body can relax a little bit and stop making those decisions for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that's what happens a lot with dieting and things like that. You're thinking you're fighting up against it and it's your body like, she's not giving us what we need. So I have to regulate this. Beautiful. So rebuild that relationship with your body and that'll help you as well. Great stuff. All right. So when you shared point number two, what it Mm -hmm. made me think about was moderation and balance. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to ask a question, but then you answered my question because you start talking about your Oreo cookie. Right. So I love dark chocolate truffles. Like that is my jam. Oh, that, that, that is, I, I get that every week, maybe. So, <laughs> so as you're speaking more and more about being mindful of what feels good in our body, that we're not stress eating, right? Mm-hmm. And that that we are doing things in moderation, but without letting go of the goals that, that we have in mind. So if, mm-hmm. if our goal is, is to eat more nutrition-dense foods, mm-hmm. then we are making sure that we're incorporating that in, um, in our meals on a regular basis. Right. right? Um, mm-hmm. And then it's okay. It's a okay for us to go and treat ourselves with one of our favorite foods that we just want to indulge with. So thank you. That that kind of helped me right there. I like that. Right. If, if I may offer just a little Please. bit of a perspective shift from even what you just mentioned. So what you mentioned is right. However, the only thing I want to shift there is give yourself permission to have that snack anytime. So anytime. Um, Anytime, give yourself permission to have it anytime, because here's the thing, you make the decision of whether or not this is a good time or not. So I don't want you to feel like I have to earn this treat. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't have to eat healthy up until that point to, to earn that treat. You don't okay. have to earn it. You're not a puppy. <laughs> we don't have to earn our <laughs> snacks, right? And I want you to get out of get out of that space because another thing that maybe not you, but this is something that I've done and maybe other women do this mm-hmm. as well. Um, We feel like that we have to work off carbs or we have to work off snacks if we felt like we had too much. So again, that's that's putting your body in a space of, 
okay, we're not on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. She decided that we were going to have this food, but now she's punishing me as her body Mm -hmm. to work off this particular thing. So I don't, I don't want you to feel like, oh, I can only have that treat after I've had such and such, or, you know, thinking like, oh, I've had a salad. I've had enough salad. So now I can have such and such. I don't want you to feel like you have to earn it. I just want you to make confident, conscious decisions that I can have this now, or I can't have this now. And the decision is going to be based on whether or not this is a good fit. So you don't have, you don't necessarily. So what you said was right in a sense. Uh I just don't want you to feel like you have to earn it. No, I mean, that's, that's great thoughts right there because it's, it's making me take a step back. Right. Because yeah, I think I have felt like, and I wouldn't even use the word earn, but it's that same mindset of, I need to make sure that I'm eating enough healthy foods and I'm doing this consistently before I say, all right, I'm going to eat this. Or, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have my dark chocolate truffles only right before it's time for my menstrual, right? Because I know that that's what I'm really feeling for it. So throughout the rest of the month, I'm not going to, but this time I know that, all right, Tay, go ahead, right? But from what you're telling me, you letting me know, (laughs) you letting me know that it's okay for me to do it that way. And it's okay for me to not do it that way. And I don't need to feel bad either way. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Because here, here's another thing that may happen. As you mentioned, there's that time of the month. That's something that that's cyclical, right? That mm-hmm. We know that that's coming. But there may be that one day where your girlfriend's having a bad day and she's like, let's go to brunch. But you didn't you didn't necessarily plan for this brunch. You didn't right. plan. to. The, but are you going to take away from that experience? Because now you're in your head about, oh, now I got to pay attention to the calories and I got to make sure that I'm eating this. And you're out of the experience with your girlfriend. You're, mm-hmm. you're completely out of the brunch. Now you're right. in your head worrying yeah. about food. Mm-hmm. So if you can decide in that moment. How do I feel in my body? Do I do I feel like I've made space for a snack? Or do I feel like I've made space for mimosa? Whatever Mm -hmm. the thing is, right? Mm -hmm. Do I I feel like I have the capacity right now to enjoy this thing? And then you can move forward. And that makes it just a little bit easier for you because here's a a truth. When you move from dieting to undieting in a way that is more customized and balanced and harmonious, there is this learning period, this this kind of gap that you have to bridge where it's like, I'm, I'm paying a lot of attention to food right now. And I don't necessarily want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you give yourself permission to make those in the moment decisions, and you know how to make those now you can you can release all of the food thought that you had going into this brunch. And now you can sit here and you can be present. And you can say, Oh, I'm, I'm having this conversation with my friend, we're talking, we're engaged, we're enjoying what's going on right now, where I'm helping her decompress whatever the thing is, but you're not worried about food. Yes. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Yes. As a CrossFitter, I definitely can relate to that where I, I used to feel like, oh my goodness, I gotta, you know, be so extra cautious and diet and careful. And then I switched it to a lifestyle change where Mm -hmm. now I am more focused on eating in such a way that feels good in my body. Right. Mm -hmm. While also being mindful of the types of foods that I, that I want to um, take in. So good stuff. Thank you. Now, can you help us understand what are some nutrition dense foods? So nutrient dense foods are foods that I consider to be basically whole foods is how most of us would understand them. Produce. Mm -hmm. So things that you can find as close to their natural state as possible. So uh, anything you can go grab about your garden, you know, your beans, your legumes, your nuts and seeds, though, those are the more nutrient dense foods. Okay. Now the foods that are not so nutrient dense are foods that are refined and things that are pretty much in packages, things mm-hmm. made in factories and things mm-hmm. like that. Those are foods that have pretty much been either stripped of their nutrients or they've got so much other stuff going on. You can't even get the nutrients in those things. Right. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you just for that. Alrighty. So intentionality and consistency, what role do each of these play when it comes to rebuilding a healthy relationship with food and body for healthier habits? 
these things are like the building blocks, like the foundation. <laughs> foundation. Yes. <laughs> These, these are such foundational pieces. As I already mentioned, when you go from a way of eating, most of us who have done diets, we've, we've been in diet cycles at least a decade. Mm-hmm. And whether you, you've done a specific paleo, vegan, or whatever the case, if you have adopted food rules, I can't have carbs, I can't have sweets, you're in diet cycles, whether you, whether you believe it or not, that's where you are. And so when you come from that space to, again, a space that is more inner focus than outer focus, there's, the, there's that learning period. So you have to be intentional through that transitional phase so that you're keeping an eye on why you're taking the actions that you're taking. Because yeah. some of these things can get misconstrued. You, you could potentially look at some things and say, okay, that's something I'm going to do to shift the way my body looks. And that, but you have to take a step back. At, at, mm-hmm. We're not focusing on how it looks. We're focusing on overall health and yes. well-being. And that can look like anything. Mm-hmm. So we'll focus on the feeling of things and how is our body able to move the way that we need it to move and things like that. And then also the consistency of it. You can't wake up today and say, oh, I'm going to eat healthy just today. And then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, <laughs> Tuesday. It's like, oh, I'm giving myself permission to have all the right. snacks. Yes. Snacks okay. <laughs> so you have to be intentional about what you're doing and consistent in those acts enough for it to become your new normal, for it to mm-hmm. become your second nature, for you to become a part of the 2% who yes, actually yes. get out of the diet cycles and create mm-hmm. that consistently healthier life that they are able to live and love. Dang, only 2%? Only 2%. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> what some of the... um like an ignored aspect of creating healthier or consistent healthier habits because mm-hmm. I want to be in that two percent <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure oh uh, I'd say there are two so one of them is your mindset and your beliefs a lot of us kind of go into healthier eating is health is so interesting like mm-hmm. we're just like we're gonna go lose weight and we think we're gonna hop out here and eat a salad or two and it's just gonna change everything right Um, But we have to understand that our beliefs and our our morals, our standards, these are the things that drive our actions. Mm -hmm. So if it's not a belief of mine that I am a healthy person, I'm going to have a hard time becoming a healthy person because the actions that I am trying to implement don't align with who I believe that I am. Mm -hmm. This is another thing about women who kind of jokingly call themselves fat. And I'm like, it's your prerogative to say what you want to say about yourself, but that's going to become an issue when you try to release that fat Mm -hmm. because now you've made it a part of who you are and it's harder to change who you are than it is to change a habit that you have. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's things like that, that we have to be mindful of, of, you know, for one, paying attention to mindset and our beliefs. And then the second thing is our relationship with our bodies, because a lot of us feel like we can just go do the things and force our body to do what we want it to do. But we don't Mm. even take into consideration our heartbeats while we're asleep. (laughs) We Mm. have no input there. Our Mm -hmm. lungs expand, our eyes blink. There's so much going on that we have no control of, but our bodies got it. Our bodies got it figured out. So if we just allow ourselves to partner with our bodies, instead of trying to control it with with our limited knowledge, we're Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're, we're so smart as humans. We believe we know everything. (laughs) (laughs) But with our our limited knowledge, we're trying to control our bodies when our body's like, I'm just here to help. Mm -hmm. I want to help. I've been trying to help. Girl, I had you since day one. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, So it's just creating that partnership with your body rather than trying to control it. Tune back into those cues, excuse me, that you got away from. Tune back into those things that say, hey, I'm just a little hungry. Hey, all right, I'm satisfied. Mm -hmm. All right, this is uneasy for me. Can we do something different? Start tuning back into and honoring. It's it's one thing to hear your body say, I'm hungry, but are you going to get up and eat or are you going to sit there and type out a few more emails and drink some coffee? Girl, okay. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? So, so uh yeah, honor for one, pay attention to your mindset and beliefs, and then two, rebuild that relationship with your body and honor the things that your body is communicating with you. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. Okay, 
okay, you speaking to me. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for listeners that really want to start this journey and, and they're hearing this and say, okay, I got you. I, I, I want to start today. I, I, I want to start gathering some things so in the next couple of days I can make this happen, right? So what are some tips that you can provide for them to journey to have a healthier relationship with their body and with food? Yes. So, oh my goodness, I want to tell you all the things. I, <laughs> I absolutely love this. Um, so if you want to get started today, I would say center your health. However, however you get centered, grounded, whatever that looks like for you, come to a calm space with your health in mind. Ask yourself what needs to change. Okay. I promise, I promise something's going to come up for you. I already tell you, your body, your body mm-hmm. looks okay. It's going mm-hmm. to give you something. <laughs> so ask, sit down with your health center. If I were doing the best things that I needed to do for my health right now, what would I be doing? Or, or what would I need to change? Ask yourself these questions and then don't, don't put a whole lot of pressure on yourself for it to look any particular way. Okay. We're customizing this journey to you. Mm-hmm. Your customized journey is not going to your partner's customized journey. It's not going to look, if you had a twin sibling, <laughs> it's not going to look like their customized journey. So don't always look to see if, look at somebody else to see if what you're doing is right. Right. Okay. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Mm-hmm. You know, like our teachers tell us, <laughs> so, you know, keep, keep your eyes where you are, stay centered, ask yourself, what could I, what should I be doing for my health? And then take action on that. Something is going to come up for you. I guarantee, you know, mm-hmm. all of us who have been in diet cycles, we know there's something that we needed to change at some point, yeah. whether it's a food or an amount of food or something that we're drinking, something that a habit that we have, like we lay in bed and snack all night. Mm-hmm. Like we know that something, it doesn't feel good. Your body is trying to let you know whether you're mm-hmm. listening or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's trying to let you know that these things aren't supportive of us. So just ask yourself what that is and tune in and lean into it. And if you, you know, look for the proof that it's showing up for you and acknowledge that, keep repeating the cycle. <laughs> ask yourself, what do I need to do for my health? And keep, keep going back into it and go into it with a bit of curiosity so that you don't put so much pressure on yourself to feel like, oh, this has to be quote unquote right. Mm-hmm. Just go into it feeling, what, what would it look like? What would it feel like if I honored my health today? What choices would I make? Okay, we can definitely do that, mm-hmm. right? And that, and I totally agree that our body definitely speaks to us. I, I tell my children that all the time, listen to your body. So mm-hmm. if, if we took the, the, the time to just center ourselves, then I know for sure that something's going to pop in our mind of, okay, maybe I shouldn't snack at this time, or maybe I should cut down the amount of wine I drink after mm-hmm. work. And, you know, like these different things and step-by-step, we repeat it and we do it again. And then we are taking steps closer to where we would like to be. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I love it. Thank you. So as I ask everyone that that comes on, what's one or two things that you have learned on your journey? Oh my goodness, how long you got? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing that I've learned on my journey is to not be so rigid. Mm. So this is something that maybe it's like my control thing. I like to have control. I like to know what's going to happen when it's going to happen all the time. Mm -hmm. So when I was transitioning, it was, it was very scary for me, but it was also like (laughs) non-negotiable. So, so while it was scary, it was like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this but I know that I'm going to do it. So right. maybe I'll, I'll just look and see what happens. But it was very scary in a sense of, of me thinking about how life works. Mm. So I'm thinking about the hormone changes and I'm thinking about as I age and my activity levels change and different things like that. And it's it was scary for me because I'm I was thinking like, okay, I just figured out how to eat. I just figured this out after all of this time. Right. <laughs> I just figured it out that if something comes and I have to do this process all over again, yeah. this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, so that was scary for me, but um, what I move forward and what brings me comfort in knowing is 
I always have good guidance because mm-hmm. I always have a good relationship with my body. And no matter what shifts, if my hormones shift in my body, my body will know mm-hmm. and my body will be able to help me shift with those shifts and with activity levels. And this is something that I teach my clients. I'm a former personal trainer, so it's a little bit easier for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is something that I teach my clients as well is that when your habits change just with life, whether it's in your business owner and you're in launch season, you know, even if you're not doing any physical activity, launching takes energy. Mm-hmm. So you have to support your body in ways that, you know, in the ways that you're being active, the way where you need energy, you have to support your body in those ways. So I I take pride, well, not necessarily pride, I take comfort mm-hmm. in knowing that I, I can roll with the shifts of life because I know I always have my inner knower. This is one of the things I call it. <laughs> I always have my inner knower and I always have my uh, standards. And my standards are always that I'm going to honor my health no matter what. And, mm-hmm. when, and when you put your health at the top, something that we do that messes us up a lot is we put the weight loss at the top and we sacrifice our health mm-hmm. for the weight loss. Mm-hmm. But when you put your health at the top, your weight's going to fall where it needs to fall for your body to be the healthiest weight that it needs to be. All right, so, so these are things that, that I've just learned along the way. And um, th- that's something that I really wanted to speak on because a lot of people feel that way as well. As I mm-hmm. already mentioned, you know, they kind of have that scary feeling like, come on now, like, am mm-hmm. I going to have to do this every right. single time? Yeah. If something happens, am I going to have to shift? But take comfort in knowing that when you build that relationship with your body, you build that relationship with food, and you keep your health as a priority. You got this. You always got it. Oh, that spoke to me. Thank you. Love it. Good stuff. Very good stuff. All right. So how can listeners stay connected to you? Yes, I, I hope you all do, because when when I was giving you the tips, I wanted to go ahead and give you uh, something to help you work through those tips. Okay. If, if you do want to get that, you can go to bit.ly forward slash I am Danny T. So bit.ly forward slash I am D-A-N-I-T. And you'll be able to see there where you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram and grab my grab my uh, workbook that I created to help you work through some of those steps um, to, you know, just take those initial steps in divorcing dieting. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, And then Danny's information are going to, it's going to be in the show notes. So make sure that you connect with her because she has a wealth of knowledge that can help us all on our journey um, when it comes to having healthy relationship with our body and with food. So I know I'm going to definitely stay connected with you, Danny. So really good stuff. Um, everyone that you know, that if you'd like to stay connected with me, you can follow me on IG at Shate Thompson. You can follow me on Facebook at Brand New Journey. If you're looking for consultations or coaching, you can go to the website, brandnewmejourney.com brandnewmejourney.com. And of course, if you have questions or topics that you would love for us to cover, send me a message, Shate at Brand New Me Journey. If you found this helpful, I welcome you to rate us, let us know, leave a testimonial, leave a review um, on Apple or any of these devices that you are listening on. And until next time, be intentionally hopeful and authentically you. Take care.